Colin Moore joins me uh, on the line. Uh, Dr Moore, good morning to you. Morning, Keith. How are you? I was hoping we'd have some good news this September, but the wasps are out there. I was trying to say to the listeners earlier on, we're not talking about rugby wasps or otherwise. We're talking about the fellas with the, the, with the fluffy wings, but they can still sting in September. They, they can, yeah. They, they Actually, they're not a bother really at the beginning of the season. Um, they're, if you look at their biology, they'll actually hunt for other insects, bring them back to the nest. They don't become problematic until sort of mid to late summer uh, and into the autumn. And uh, that's when they start to sing. So we change their feeding behaviour. So what should we keep an eye out for? I mean, if we see... how do, Again, no, this is a stupid question going to you, Dr. Moore. So please, please, please forgive my ignorance. How do I know the difference between a wasp and a bee? Okay, well, no such thing as a stupid question. It's just a stupid answer. <laughs> um, the, people do get mixed up. And the wasps are more yellow and black in colour. And they have a, a much, much tighter pinch at their abdomen, so they're from the thorax, they're, let's say their chest, where, they, where their legs are coming out of, and there's a, there's a, that gap is more defined in a wasp than it is in a bee. A bee is, tends to be a little bit more fluffy. Okay, so they're, they're, they're maybe a, a larger structure then, are they? they they're more defined structure than, yeah. a, than a bee, we, we, we say. And in relation then to what, what can we do um, when it comes to them, I mean, I spoke to a colleague in advance of this because I was recording a promo for the program today, and there was a wasp in the car with him recently, and he just panicked. He just he was on the motorway and he froze. And I mean, to be honest, his leg is seen as it from Father Ted the way he was slapping. That's the worst thing you can do as well because if you if you're alarmed and you swat at a wasp, the wasp will will then see that as, a, as an attack. And it, you know, if you're near a nest, for example that can be seen as an attack on the nest and then they'll elicit an alarm pheromone and potentially start to sting and attack. So yeah, it's the worst thing you can do. So you're saying don't panic, don't uh, flap in your arms or don't start roaring at them, get out of here, I don't want you in here. (laughs) They certainly don't understand them. So just let them be as best you can. Even if they land on you, they're not going to inadvertently sting you unless um, you you stand on them or or you hit them or something like that. Okay, and w- would they would they be attracted, say, to perfume so, or um, yes. something like that? Would they? So alcohol, sugars, fermenting residues towards the end of the season. Um, what happens is they, they, during the during the season they're they're out foraging. The workers are foraging for uh, protein for the the, the, the young mm-hmm. and the larvae in the nest, and they they will get a sugary reward. But towards this time of the year, the the female will leave the. The female will produce many females, fertile, fertile females, and they leave the nest. And what's left is the workers, and they've got no work to do. So they then, what they typically get is a little sugar reward from the larvae when they bring the protein, and there's no job for them to do. So essentially they start to change their feeding behavior, and they look and crave for sugary substances. And that can be, uh, you know, jams, drinks, alcohol, you know, sugars, you know, things that are... Would, dirty alcohol, would alcohol not kill them off, though, no? Um, alcohol, no, it, it yeah. wouldn't. It does attract them. I mean, you'll see them buzzing around, uh, you know, the, the ciders and the the, the alcohol pops. Really? Oh, yes, yeah. So they've, they've, they've a good taste when it comes to alcohol, then, yeah? yeah? Well, they do, but, I mean, if they fall in, they'll die. <laughs> I mean, they will die. They'll die very happy, so they will. They will, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you say avoid the open drinks, cover food and drink, and uh... just be aware when you're when you're outside. I mean, if we are lucky enough to get a few more barbecues in, 
um, just be aware that, you know... Dr. Moore, where are you based, can I ask you, currently? I'm actually in Kildare. That's okay. I know your area technical manager for uh, Rentakill for UK and Ireland. And to be honest, in Galway, I'm looking out the window, the chance of a barbecue in the near future <laughs> is rather flipping slim, so it is, Dr. Moore. Away. That's what I was just wondering. Is Kildare Basque in sunshine today or what? <laughs> No, it was a nice weekend, though. Yeah, it was a nice weekend. I'm delighted. I another barbecue. But you say if we do have barbecues, though, you're saying just be careful. And if, if the kid has a, a ring of jam on their mouth from eating... Just clean, yeah. Clean. It, it, if you've seen wasps around the picnic area, or wherever you are, if you have to do, you're lucky enough to get out, just be aware. If there's wasps around, they're going to be craving for the sugary thing. So cover them up as best you can or if you're chatting if you turn your head and you're chatting away to your, your friend or colleague or whatever you just be aware that if you just take a swift drink there might be a wasp in it uh, or on it, it could, and if you swallow that though could you be stung by it you could be stung yeah yeah, yeah. on the tongue or the throat yes absolutely oh and is a wasp sting dangerous at this time of year then Dr. Moore well they're always dangerous if they sting but typically they will sting more now this time of the year um, so just be very careful of a wasp yeah Wasps and bees will sting, but to be honest, it's really, uh, apart from being annoying and sore, some people can be uh, subject to anaphylaxis, um, so they, they can be thinking, yeah. it can be fatal on rare, rare occasions. Okay, so be just be very careful from here on in, just be very careful when it comes to wasps when you see them. Under- what happens, by the way, can you have a wasp, again, stupid question, can you have a wasp nest, like you have a bee's nest? Yes, can you? Okay. yes, so how they build a nest is that the queen starts off in spring she will emerge uh, they overwinter uh, she'll emerge she'll go and start to um, masticate timber bits of timber and then produces a paper a pulp and then starts to build a nest cell by cell by cell and mounds up so you will see a, a paper nest um, they, they'll you know develop the nest in, in attics they'll, they'll be in the bowl of a tree in the ground we've seen them in, under manhole covers uh, so yeah, it can be quite extensive. Can maybe ten thousand individuals in the nest as well. Wow, 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 wow! Can I see now that I have you? Yeah, maybe it's not a fair question, but I've noticed over the last uh, couple of years they're called fruit flies, but they're these <clears> little <throat> micro little fluties yeah. that go around the house. Forgive my yeah, French, so, but they're the most annoying. Uh, what causes them? Can I ask you? Right. Well, if you've got fruit fly like I did last week, because there was a party in the house. Um, it's typically down to fermenting residues, so it's it's empty beer bottles with a little bit of residue in the bottom. It's rotting fruit or rotting vegetables, and sometimes it can be associated with drains. There's a couple of species that are, but typically around our homes, it's it's the the waste management or cleaning. It's the hygiene part of it. None of those aspects, indeed, would come into our house. But there was a little fella going around last night. So there was, and he was really just annoying me. And I had a cup of tea, and he was buzzing around the cup of tea, and that like we wouldn't have beer bottles, and you wouldn't, we wouldn't have, we wouldn't have rotten fruit in the house. So where, do, I mean, the drain maybe, but they yeah. really are very annoying, and they're very inquisitive little creatures. Um, depends on. I'd have to see it, but there is another. There's another. I can't catch them to send them to you, by the way. But please do. Yeah, but I can't. How do you catch them? What do you do with them? Um, you could swap them. <laughs> You might find them uh, dead in the in the windowsill as well. Uh, that'd be a typical place, um, because identification is key with every fly. You know, so if you have, let's say, a blue bottle versus uh, a drain fly, completely poles apart as to where their source is, 
And if you can, if you understand where the source is, you can then control them. Um, and you have a way of treating them in an integrated way. So for, let's say, a drain fly, which is a member of the Psychodidae family, as a, there's literally hundreds of species, but there, there's one that we, we come across quite frequently is Megacelia, and that would be flying around your kitchen. Now, they are very annoying. They're sort of always flying around head height, eye level, and they're just completely in your way. The fruit flies will be typically hovering around the area that they're, they're um, originating from. And, of course, if you've got a glass of wine uh, in the evening time, they're going to be hovering around that because they're highly attracted to um, um, wine and alcohol as well. Well, our fellas must love tea because there was no, there was no wine or alcohol in our house. <laughs> but uh, and, but they, they seem to go at this, they kind of seem to go at a straight line. So you'll see them in front of you and then they go on the straight line to the right-hand side or they go on a straight line to the left-hand side. And then... Mm-hmm. I mean, swatting them, you won't get them with a bit of paper because the wind will blow them away. But yeah. if, if, if they fall into a cup of tea or they fall onto a sandwich or otherwise and you eat them, are they dangerous or could they cause you sickness? They, potentially they can because they can be vectors. They're not vectors of known diseases, but what they're living on and walking on and growing on, they, they can pick up uh, secondary bacteria and stuff like that. Little microbes. So again, just so just checked. Then maybe there was a banana thrown somewhere last night. But this fellow mm-hmm. was this fellow was definitely he was out for a party. He did not want to go to bed early. This guy last night, mm. he was he was out for a bit of fun. So he was, but he's most annoying little creature, just to try and lay your hands on him. Well, anyway, mm. there you go. What did you call them? The psychodi what? Psychodi day. Psychodi day. Psychodi day. The family mm. of of let's say filter flies. Kind of like a TV reality show that you, the psychodi yeah. day family. Yeah. Yeah, but there you go. Listen, if they want to get further details, if they go to the Rent-A-Kill website, they can get further details there from there. And uh, Dr. Colin Moore, good luck to you. And uh, keep having them parties and barbecues and you can keep all those flies up and kill there so you can. Uh, thanks for joining us on today's programme. Now it's 11.20.